Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Queenie from the beginning. 
beginning. So we saw our three shows, right. and this is how I figured it out. Raven, I was always playing with your name because you know Raven, Pagan Witch. I mean, it goes together like bread and butter, right? So I was like, okay, yeah. Ravens, Edgar Allan Poe, Nick Raven. <laughs> That's how I got to it. I've never more. Love it. <laughs> so at so least it's not that so. No, nah, well, no, I'm not going to get to you. But we, we actually do have some Neil Gaiman to talk tonight. Don't, do we not? Raymond? I know. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty exciting, too. I'm very pleased to talk about this tonight. But we'll talk about yeah. it a bit. Uh, actually, let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and start much it first because I'm going to save Erin Mar- Mar- Marie fast. Okay. There's a lot to talk about, but I'll get through it pretty quickly. So, you guys ready? Totally. Lay it on me. Uh, sort of. As you will be. Okay, so uh, we've already talked about my itinerary for Barcelona changing drastically, and I get to go to the Follis Festival last time. But I have update, and pleased to tell you, on Saturday afternoon, my passport updated and fixed has arrived, and we are a go. Ooh. I will be leaving this Sunday for Barcelona. Uh, we will be in Valencia for two days, and Barcelona for four, and then two days up in Catalonia. Uh, Dali country on Cadeques and Figueres. So I'm ready to go. Got my shit packed. They're all packed. Got my suitcases. Got my passport. I'm out of here. Out of here. Oh, hey. Now, I was really excited about that. But before I did that, a month ago, I wrote to Horror Hound Cincinnati because I knew Steve, uh, my new co host on Reblin Nerds, was going. So I was like, you know, this is before I even knew I was going. Like, you know, to in March. I was planning to go to Spain in February. I was like, hey, you know, I've got co-host going. You know, I was thinking I was going to meet him in Cincinnati. It's not that far from here. It's easy flights, right? Uh, <laughs> so I wrote in and now we officially, and this is thank you, Nathan Hanneman, for this. We are officially going to be covering Horror Hound Cincinnati as nice. press this weekend. So it'll be Steve Wandling's first and his first press we're going to all going to be in the second hour. Uh, Michelle Inantono, who was on, I got that right, uh, was on our October episode after she won Best Director in Nightmare Festival for live screen. She had screening live screen there. And she's going to join us and do a full preview with us in the second hour. So that's some people from the show. Uh, Marie, I finished Discovery Witches. Yes, and, and I actually restarted um, it too. Started it? Yeah, I restarted it with Lydia, so I'm watching it a second time now. I'm not very happy where it ended. It just kind of ends, and it's like okay, but then again, there's probably their season coming, series coming right behind it soon. Uh, it definitely had a lot of potential. Absolutely love the Berlin library. I've been to the Bodleian Library, a few locations I went to when I was in England, and so I have a very fond affection for that library, and so it's cool to be cool about it. Um, there's some pretty decent vampire shit going kind of like that. Um, I, I I think it doesn't quite live up to what it wants to do yet, and again, I have a feeling in the second season it might jump to the stratosphere. You know, right now it's just building the universe, basically. I'll get you associated with, you know, Venice. Why are vampires always in Venice? Like, their council is always in Italy. Always. 
like Twilight does it, um, uh, House of Night does that. I could go into so many vampire properties that have like an island or on Venice proper where there's a county. Uh, it probably <laughs> but, probably has to do. It probably has to do with just the region that the lore originated from to begin with. Maybe I don't know. Just, I I almost think it's something like like it's not Anne Rice because Anne Rice has is in France, but you know something along those lines. So I don't know. But anyway, so that's okay. I like the demon aspect, of it, and I know there's more. Hold on, just a second, please, ladies and gentlemen. Which is so sorry about that. I had to deal with family matters. <laughs> what did you talk about while I was on? Nope. Nothing. You guys are quiet. Oh, I, I, I said cliffhanger quiet. awkwardly. <laughs> so, it was uh, uh, so quick. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm back. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm hard of hearing guys playing blasting music downstairs. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's great music. Don't get me wrong. Grandpa has amazing taste in music. Yeah, actually, uh, he was the uh, Aaron Marino. He's the engineer for Grandma Got Ran Over a Reindeer. So nice. he's got, and he's been, and he's been doing jazz, stomp off jazz and, and folk music all of his life. So he really knows his shit, but, um, you know, but now he's retired and living in my basement, which is not a bad thing. I have a kick-ass basement, don't I, Aaron Murray? Oh, absolutely. It's one of my favorite yeah. places. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome basement. I love my basement. Uh, so um, where are we at? Okay. So Discovery Witches, pretty good. Needs, I think it, it it needs to grow and find its voice a little bit more, but it's getting there. I like there's one really good sexy witch in there. I haven't added her to the uh, gallery yet. Her name is Sucha, and she is a badass. And uh, I can't wait. She actually tried to rip our heroine apart. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so I like that. I also want to give shout out to the two sex scenes. And Erin Marie kind of spoiled it for me, but she didn't tell me that the first one isn't is a total female orgasm shot. I had no idea. It was like straight up female orgasm shot. It's, it's from the woman's perspective. And, and I was like, whoa, that's pretty impressive. So um, you don't see that very often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, I, yes. I think one of my favorite things about the series is their house, the lesbian aunts and the house. The house is a character all its own, and it's fabulous. I know that um, – uh, what's his name? Matthew Good has a huge following right now, and uh, he, he's pretty decent. Uh, Teresa Palmer's a badass in it, and uh, they do have a decent sexual chemistry that um, I hope they explore more. Uh, he's still not Aiden Turner, which I would say from British TV series produced by Stephen Merchant is my favorite vampire. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he's actually like from from being human, absolutely the hottest hottest vampire of all time outside of Eric from uh, True Blood. <laughs> you know, I suffered through right. seven seasons of True Blood just for Eric Northman. I would have, I, I gave up in season four, but it was Join Eric Northman just kept bringing me back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, right, good. So, so, okay. So let me see how I mentioned. Um, I saw How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, with yep. my family, we went to, um, there's a theater not too far from here, a Cinemark Egyptian at Arundel Mills. It's one of our bigger theaters. And I actually broke down and got, because uh, they had one screening a day of the 3D D-Box screenings. 
And D-Box was yeah. the row of chairs where they actually sync up with the teeth with the film and move around mm. according to the film. And it wore, it was my first time doing that because I just thought, honestly, $20 a, a person for that, including the kid, a bit steep for a bunch of wiggly chairs, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's like, you know, another $20 I could go to an amusement park you know, nearby. So, right. you know, it's a little pricey, but I did it because it's one of my favorite film franchises, and I and I knew the animation was going to be great. So I wanted to see it at the best optimum possibly way I could see it. And I, the movie's good. I, it's not my favorite of the three. I think the animation is the best of the three. Uh, but it, it, is, uh, it is a worthy sequel. I wish we had more movies. I absolutely love Hiccup. I love this family. I love everything about those characters. It makes me feel like they're real people. I don't know. There's something about Hiccup growing up me all the cleft and he's just an animated character but Jay Baruchel puts so much like like emotion and strength in that voice and you know to watch that character go I rewatched the first two uh movies and then most of uh Race to the Edge with my daughter right before we went and you know to watch that character through story arc about you know becoming a leader he suffers and how war even the heroes never come out unscathed which is my favorite thing about the movie is that they they're anti-war even though there's a lot of action sequences but I've always kind of dug that about the How to Train Your Dragon series uh you know uh, this is a little bit more straightforward in plotting I mean I mean how many times have we seen the secret hidden world where the dinosaurs live I mean we've got that we've done that one uh you know I'm glad it kind of wraps up why there's no dragons with a bow but honestly nah I I want to see dragons I want dragons to be in our world, you know, uh, and not not like Reign of Terror. Where, what was that? Was that Reign of Fire? Not like that, but you know, it'd be cool. <laughs> Nobody wants <I've>, that. <laughs> oh, but I, you know, I kind of love that movie. A lot of people don't like it, but I just kind of love it. I, I like mean, it ironically. <laughs> well, it's just like, like I, I feel bad but, about myself that I like isn't it. it? Isn't it Kristen Bale and Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just like they're, they're just chewing scenery and there's dinosaurs, I mean, dragons chewing people. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. I guess. But this is different. Toothless is my favorite friendly dragon. I don't believe dragons should be friendly. I really hate movies where dragons are friendly. I think it's stupid. Pete, there's a few exceptions. Pete's Dragon, which is awesome. The first one, not the remake. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I would also say Toothless is on that, on that list. Uh, but I'm I'm more about my like smog, you know, or or the uh, per- Fermentax pejorative from Dragon Slayer, which is my all. We did a whole episode on dragons. He's my all-time favorite dragon. Um, or the Jabberwocky. The Jabberwocky is fucking scary. Uh, you know, we don't like the Jabberwocky. He doesn't like us. We don't like him either. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a movie called The Flight of Dragons, but that's more like people being turned into dragons. It's a little bit different, but that's friendly dragons like i said there's not many friendly dragon movies that i i like but i like toothless a lot and i love the cat movements i love how he moves i wasn't so enamored with the light theory design like she's nice but she seems too easy for me like they just went opposite and gave her a little bit more feminine cat like of you know uh, uh features they didn't try to do anything new i actually think it would have been cooler if she looked exactly like toothless like, you can't tell the difference between a male and female of the species other maybe than, like, she has, like, extra ears or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. 
but um, uh, so I do recommend seeing it in theaters because of the animation and the 3D was spectacular. Um, I'm gonna be sad to see this series go, and I do think it was great to watch while it was around. So go see them. The D box thing was hit and miss. Blind sequences totally worked. Some of the fight sequences it worked, but sometimes it just like like people be fighting and it just shakes for no reason. Like Whoa! it's like okay, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. So that's what happened. So. I can't see so, that working in LA because people would just assume it's an earthquake and not do anything. <laughs> oh well, that is true. It is LA. They just like, oh, what's that? Oh, Our seats know. already do that. <laughs> Our seats already do that. Um, <laughs> I guess they do, man. Have we had any earthquakes? I, I I heard that you guys are finally out of that rain and you're officially out of Fine. drought, which is something that happened yes. since I moved out of California. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I spent forever. Thanks, it was all me. Um, but yeah, it stopped raining uh, like yesterday, and today it's been you know in the 70s and sunshiny, and I thought the apocalypse was going to happen this week, so that was a pleasant change. Have Have uh, you experienced earthquake weather yet? Um, there hasn't been any really big ones since I've lived here this time. I was in the Loma Prieta quake where the Bay Bridge collapsed. Um, oh, I Oakland. was there. <laughs> my dad almost yeah, died. Uh, I almost died. Oh that's my gosh! Story. Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the worst one I've been in. But since I moved here this time, I think at three point five is the biggest we've had. Well, then you have experienced earthquake weather because there was definitely earthquake weather the day Loma Prieta happened. And Erin yeah. <laughs> Marie, when there's an actual earthquake on the West Coast, it's really hard to predict as usual. But there is a like actual weather that seems to go around them, and it's warm and and kind of thick, but dry at the same time. And everything is deathly still. Like birds yeah. don't make noise, animals don't make noise. It's just it's a like very a warm. warm yeah. yeah, it's like a warm, quiet day. That's the only way you can explain it. And, and, and people are like, it's a nice day. I'm like, no, this is earthquake weather. <laughs> you know, that's like, it's, I guess it's kind of like you're reading, reading nice the sky in a die. hurricane, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm glad you haven't had that experience yet, but I'm glad you're finally out of the floods. You know, February, it's, uh, it's been like that for years, though. It's so normal in the Californias it, like, to do this. It's like, no rain, no rain, no rain. February, all the rain. <laughs> I actually <Right. laughs> have a VHS tape that I did when I was a kid um, of Wizard of Oz. Remember how they used to show Wizard of Oz once a year on February broadcast television? Yeah. Okay, so I taped uh-huh. it that year. I, it was my first VCR, and it has the commercials. I just taped the whole thing, and I watched the shit out of that video tape. Um, and I, for years, and, but there was like a major rainstorm happening at that time. And there's like a, you know, cutaway. 11 o'clock is showing this deluge of rain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's home. That's California. Oh, I miss it. So anyway. And I'm up north. Right. You're good. You're in L.A. I mean, I, 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 I'm envious of you, yet I'm also not because, you know, as California, as San Franciscans kind of go at the L.A. boys, except for, of course, right. Aaron's down there. So I have to be good to Aaron. But that's another story. Right. Please, my cousin. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. I heard you. Oh, I just said family's different. You have to be nice to family. Well, for the most part, sometimes. I mean, you eventually have to <laughs> be nice to them, let them in. And my family isn't nice to me, but that's another story. 
but uh, <laughs> except they're all watching the hockey game right now. Uh, anyway, so okay, so let's move on. We we talked about Discovery of Witches. What's my next note? I got a note. Hold on, I've been taking it. Ah, how to change record. The next thing, and I highly recommend this to both Aaron Marie and Raven. I listened to the entire ten episode series of She Kills on Shutter podcast. It stars Adrian Bravo of Swamp Thing fame, Ooh. and she hosts it. And it is a based on women's tropes and horror every episode. And they all cover everything. There's one on rape revenge even. Um, and, um, and really good at- directors and actresses talk about it, including Karen Kusama. She's on the uh, premiere episode. And uh, uh, I think, believe Marion Heron might be on one of those episodes as well. Uh, nice. You know, so, so it's really, really, really good. Oh my God. Marion Heron's new movie had a trailer drop today. She hasn't, it was her first movie in years. And it's on Charlie wow. Manson. It's another Charlie Manson movie. Oh my God. <laughs> what is Win This Year and Charlie Manson? I don't know. Isn't that the third one that's in the works? <laughs> I think I so. Like, I think, I think so. It and, is. But in the first two, it's the same guy playing Charlie Manson. He got cast at the same time <laughs> in two different projects. Well, He's been doing, he's kind of like the living history one, right? You know, you, you know, right. like, you yeah. know, you have your Abraham Lincolns and your George Washington. Someone has to do Charlie Manson, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just how it works. I'm a living history geek, and I know that, Raven, you've done a little bit of that. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway, highly recommend She Kills. Each episode's about 30 to 40 minutes top, so they're short. Sweet. I download. I just streamed them when I was working, and I was completely satisfied with the conversations I was listening to. So I highly recommend that. And speaking Please. of podcasts, Erin Marie, this is cool. Get this. Okay. Uh, I was listening to Shockwaves podcast. That's the one that Bloomhouse produces. It has Ryan Turdick and uh, Rebecca McKendry, who is a, kind of a friend of the show and definitely a friend of J.K. A horror happens radio show. She just she won Chattanooga last year with her All the Creatures of Stirring Christmas movie. She's awesome. Anyway, so I'm okay. listening to it, and they always do like we're doing now. They talk about things we watch, what we see, blah blah blah. And 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 then Ryan goes, "Oh, I've been reading this book, and this book is called Video Night, and it's you know he goes into the plot and everything. And this kid is named Adam Cesar, and I'm like, wait a minute, Adam Cesar." Aaron Marie, does that name sound familiar to you? Of course it does. We, he was on our Video Nasty panel. That's right. He was. He was on our Video Nasty panel, Scares the Cares. And this was the episode they did on Horror Noir, the uh, the anthology show that's on a uh, documentary about black history and horror. That's on, yeah, not anthology, but the documentary that's on Shudder right now, which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, is really, really good. Uh, so, uh, I was so excited. And so I asked him how it was, if, you know, I said, I just, that, that's you, right? That's video night. I know that's your book. And he goes, yeah, that was me. And because that, that episode in particular has some of the best ratings they've ever had on Shockwave, he got a bump in sale. Shout out. Holla. Drop the mic. Good boy. Adam, we get, we're going to clap. Adam, get some money. So clap to Adam Cesar for for video night, which is a book about aliens and alien invasions uh, during a friend's video night. Like, you know, I, I definitely check it out. So congratulations Please. Adams for the awesome exposure. Last but not least for me, 
um, is the madness theme. I know it. Raven knows it, too. We're not announcing it yet. We're going to announce it in a couple of episodes. But it's going to be awesome. And I also are, and I had, I've had one problem with it. And the only thing I'm going to say is that it's a lot of sausage, which seems to be a problem I've always had with the madness. <laughs> exactly. Like, that was um, my one pause, and then that's exactly where my brain went. Like, how is that but, any different, you know? <laughs> um, I'm going to give a madness theme hint right now because it's such a cool story. Well, I don't know if it's a cool story, but it was nice. It's a nice moment. So I wrote to Mick Garris. That Mick Garris, yes. So like, mm-hmm. I wrote to Mick Garris. And I asked him a question. I'm not going to get what the question was. And Raven, I'm sure you can guess. But he gave me a list of women that I needed. So, but nice. it's only a short list. I need more women. So, okay. um, at, at some point when I get back from Spain, probably in April, on the Madness page, for nominees for women, directors, and above the you know, nice. famous horror females, to be put on the wild card list. So I'm going to go out to the actual madness pool to do this, not the judges, which by the way, this will be a simultaneously with the judge call out for this year. Um, and then I'm going to whittle it down to the top five choices on that list. I, I might edit it myself because I am the head hauntress and I get final say in all things. I am the benevolent overlord, uh, but I will definitely, it, it will play like a 75% into what I use for, for the list this year. Because this year, the wild card list and the bonus points are actually completely synced up. And that's really cool. And we'll talk about that Hello. four weeks from now. So we'll talk about that later. So that's all. So I, I actually posted my very first uh, uh, theme hint this year. And it was the trailer for Marion Heron's new Charlie uh, Charlie Manson movie. So uh, that was my first theme hint. So you're going to start to see those quite a bit. Um, and also the, re- the, the next repo nerds, which we'll talk about in the second hour, will also be a madness theme hint this year. Ooh, so we'll talk about that. So Raven, bring, yeah. us, bring us into your Nevermore knowledge and talk about American Gods. Well, gosh, uh, we weren't sure it was ever going to happen. My goodness. Once Brian it. Fuller, yeah, once he broke my heart again, because he likes to introduce me to shows, and then I go, I love this already, and then he quits. Uh, I'll never forgive him for Wonderfalls, you know, Wonderfalls, the right? second season. I got uh, to read some of the screenplays because the screenplays were actually written for season oh, two. And it was going to be this whole Jesus parable. Oh, my God. Oh, and so, it would have been good. It would have been good. Anyway, go What's ahead. That? I digress. Talk about Mary Okay, God. and then, and it was like every week another one bit the dust. So we lost Brian Fuller. And then you hear that Julian Anderson isn't coming back. And then you hear that Kristen Chenoweth isn't coming back. And you're like, what the hell are they going to do? And I forgot, oh, yeah, they have Neil Gaiman. He'll figure it out in in two seconds, which is exactly what they did. They explained away all these problems really well, really seamlessly, um, and in a very Neil Gaiman-y way. Um, and it was kind of like a refresher, like, 
hey, remember what happened last time? Okay, here we are. Here's this guy. It's like a reintroduction to every character because there are so many characters in this series and even added ones that weren't in the book. But, um, but they're I had welcome additions. I, I love yeah. Matt Sweeney, and I love Laura. Laura yeah, is too. probably my favorite. She's such a bitch. I love her to death. Yeah, uh, you know, good I, at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very pleased with the new episode. I thought it started out a little bit muddled, started yeah. to clarify. And, of course, the location speaks for itself, because the house on the rock yes. is way famous. Uh, I've actually never been there. Uh, I would yeah, love and, to go. <laughs> oh, so cool. I, I'm all about weird touristy things, so yeah, it's same. right up my alley. Um, I absolutely adored the sequence where they're in Ian McShane's brain, um, and we get to see the yeah. goddesses and goddesses in their true forms, which was that was beautiful. oh my god, oh my god, so cool. Um, and you know, the pagan in me was just jumping for joy because they included, they called her Mama G, but that was clearly Kali walking around there. Um, right. <laughs> so oh, that was awesome. so cool too. Her character yeah, design she, was beautiful. And she survived the, uh, shooting. So spoiler alert. So, right. uh, you know, uh, so we're, I hope we get more of that character, uh, and uh, a couple yeah, other people yeah. that were real surprised that we did lose, and, you know, but all the main characters yeah. are back and they're doing, I think they're doing the right thing with the best things about the non uh, Neil Gaiman plot last year was the relationship between Laura and Mad Sweeney. And I mm-hmm. think clearly they're going to give us more of that this year. Yeah. And I'm looking forward Which to I that. Loved. It, yeah. Uh, the, the, their it, relationship. It was just so a combination. Good. Yeah. It was a combination you didn't see in the book. I think they had like, two sentence exchanged between them in the in the book and so but their personalities are two of the strongest in yeah. the whole series also so to get them together is just it's a train wreck but you you have to look I like how he always calls her dead wife <laughs> like yeah. he's still calling her dead wife even now um there was that weird little exchange with Bill Quist and Laura and, uh-huh. and clearly there's something there when a goddess of love yeah. like that kisses you and doesn't absorb her into your vagina. Yeah. Uh, there's probably, I bet you that's going to come back. Cause, um, oh, it better. Cause I'm because not forgetting one, that. Yeah. Cause last time we saw something like that happen, it was between her and shadow moon and her heart started to beat. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I bet you that's going to come back later and yeah, uh, I think so, you know too. Ian Machine is being Odin and he's awesome I loved how their eyes all kind of glow, glow yeah in, in, in at the council meeting but he only has one so it, it just yes. kind of like this one stream I like that a lot so uh yeah, there was, was a lot great. of good about it it ended in a really good place I'm ready I'm on board <laughs> for um it's gonna be weird though because you know the last three episodes of American Gods Overlaps with the first three episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, what to do? What do we watch first? And they both are at I nine know. o'clock. <laughs> Brain aneurysm! Ah! No, anyway, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I, I am One screen um, for each eyeball? Yeah. Um, oh, it sounds like we got a goal. Cats are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Fuck the Penguins. And, you know, so, uh, excuse my French, but. Ovi has gotten his, what, that would have been 66, I think, or 46. 
Oh, career points. Okay, that's not as cool. <laughs> but it's cool, too. So, anyway, this hockey, the end of hockey season is always a big deal in this house. So, um, you know, if I'm not working on the show, I'm work, watching hockey. That's pretty much what it is if I'm not watching a movie. Uh, so, uh, so American Gods, my, my friends uh, uh, Phil and Mike are at the Dark Discussion pod, podcast. Um, they started their Gods, po- Gods recap today. I listened to their episode. And they they reminded me that not only did they lose their Brian Filler as a showrunner, they lost the second showrunner too. Neil Gaiman yeah, is actually okay. the third showrunner, uh, <laughs> and he's not even giving himself credit for a showrunner. Right. You know, so we'll see what yeah. happens. But supposedly they're going to push it closer to what the book was like. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting because there's a lot of threads in all sorts of directions right now. So it'll be cool to see how they tie it together. Absolutely one of the most ambitious, I think, ambitious shows on television. I mean, it's such a weird yeah, sure. concept. And, mm-hmm. and like, I understand thought form, right? Because of, you know, my mom's paganism. I understand, you know, the idea that the gods were by humans, but because they lived mm-hmm. in a space of all time, that they are around to create us, right? And that's right. the basic premise of American gods. But a lot of people can't get that yeah. concept. But I think my boys in Dark Discussions finally figured it out. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Because I was from in Catholic, and we were fighting the entire first season. I was like, you know, this character, they were asking me about, because I know a lot of mythology, so I was like, well, this character's doing this, this character's doing that, and everything. We had a huge argument about the episode with the guns in the first season, because they, they uh-huh. only saw the surface point. They missed the total point about sacrifice, which is what that episode oh, yeah. about. <laughs> you know, yes. so... Um, you know, anyway, but it's still, cool I, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing their thing again. So if you want to listen to American Gods uh, uh, podcast on Dark Discussions, go to Dark Discussions, Google, Stitcher, all that fun jazz. And they also have their regular show too, Dark Discussions, where they recap movies and uh, they're doing, they just did, they did Aram and Tari recently and I think they're doing Revenge and, you know, so they, they, they are always up to date in current horror. So anything else you have to report, Mr. Raven. And then we're going to give it to Erin oh. Marie for a bit. I have a theater nerd um, bit of info. <laughs> so, hunker uh, down because Miss Maggie Smith is returning to the stage for the first time in 12 years. She's doing Yay. a new show in London. Um, and yeah, I didn't think that was ever going to happen again. I thought she was just like. Can you see what um, that was again? I lost it. I'm oh. sorry. I lost you earlier. What was, show was that again? I I don't have the title yet. Um, it's a new. It's an original show. Wow. I don't know if that's going yeah, out I'm... to the. Oh, there you are. That was so weird. Uh-oh. Anyway, I told you the sound's doing weird things tonight. Uh, there's a ghost in the machine. Ghost Adventures. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> go away. Get out. You know they always say the same things. Anyway, so can you? So Dan yeah. Maggie Smith is going to join us in Broadway again on a new show. But did you hear what well, right before air? What was announced? Who's who's reviving a show on Broadway? Uh, right Mr. Before? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. That's right. He's going to be in the Music Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. It's like my favorite what, musical. We did a whole episode of musicals last year, and it's my number one favorite musical of all time. So uh, I, I, love know, I, I, 
me too. I, I know every note, every, oh my God, I love it. I can't wait to see Hugh Jackman and he'll be perfect. He'll be way better than yeah, Magic Rogers version. Magic Rogers That's version. That's not hard. Or, or, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, he meant well. He did. He did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true. True. Aw, so. poor guy. Poor fella. Okay, Aaron Marie. We're going to give Raven a little bit of a break. Thank you, Raven. That was wonderful reporting. And Erin Marie, we're going to give you, I'm just going to, because I know we're having technical difficulties with your phone, so I'm just going to let you just ramble on for a few minutes and talk about what you did and did you kill, suffocate Dylan McDermott in your boobs? Ah, no, but dear God, I would not have killed him, but I would have loved to have had him there. Jesus. I really felt like I was going to be standing in a pool of mud when uh, I saw him. And I immediately started salivating. Even prettier in person than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and he's 57, which is so weird. No way. But even my daughter who's um even my daughter bisexual was like uh he is the most perfect man I've ever seen picture <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely one she could uh, <laughs> my sister when we saw Dolph Lundgren, was like, oh, my God, he is a sexy in person. And I would have to agree with that assessment. <laughs> uh, Dolph Lundgren was quick. He wasn't really. Other celebrities seemed to be yeah. for coming. <laughs> um, few of them, like some of the the smaller stars. But, oh, my God. Um, my sister met most of the craft women without me, so I was a little peeved about that, but I wasn't feeling great that weekend. Um, yeah, and Feruza Box and Nev Campbell's lines were much longer, and there was yeah. no way I could stand them and wait, and she had to go early. And I was like, fuck that. I didn't even get to the convention until 4.30 on Saturday because I felt like shit. Oh, that sucks. But um, I met Robin on Friday, and I told her about the podcast. Um, I said that I was disappointed that they didn't have a craft actual panel. They did not have a craft panel um, because, you know, I have a podcast. And she immediately stopped, and she goes, I love podcasts. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I, and I was so upset with myself for not having business cards uh, with me. So that's definitely yeah. something I have to stock up on again. Yeah. Because that's what she says she does when she's in LA traffic is listen to podcasts. <laughs> that's sweet. Um, oh, uh, Dylan, I did tell him that there was one movie I noticed he didn't have on his table, and it was the first thriller I ever saw him in. It was from 1992, and it was a TV movie, and I don't know if anybody else other than me remembers it, but it was called The Fear Inside, okay, and it was about uh, an agoraphobe that he tortures. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's freaking mm. great. It's basically a home invasion because, you know, she yeah. can't get out. <laughs> um, and it's wow. it's really good for a made-for-TV movie. And he said, you and about two other people remember it, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I saw Steve Gutenberg, didn't get a chance to talk to him because he was only there for two days. And when I finally saw him, um, he had maybe like a few people in his line. I went to the bathroom and then he was gone. <laughs> but uh, he had the most charming smile and he looked so happy to see people. And I think Aww. that's one of the reasons, one of my first crushes I remember having while watching the Police Academy movies at seven. Uh, him and Bill Murray but um, let's see I did go to the Dolph Lundgren panel so that was fun Um, he talked a lot uh, about the Expendables action sequence I'm having terrible technical difficulties tonight oh that's okay well, that was that was kind of his thing. He he looked at everything from a technical standpoint. He did have a kind of couple of funny stories and um, Brandon Lee, because you know, oh, they were in Snowdown Tokyo together, and that's uh, kind of this little buddy cop movie from the what was it like ninety ninety one something like that. Uh-huh. And that was a movie I had not seen that I ended up watching before I went. Because, of course, I've seen Rocky IV. And, of course, I've seen um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and, and the yeah. Expendables movies, and Universal Soldiers. But I hadn't seen him in his own um, other than he said the cutest thing, I think the one story that me about that Dolph Lundgren talked about was how when they announced Masters of the Universe in New York City, that it was a theater full of kids, and when he walked in, all of them held their tiny little plastic swords up. It was like a sea of kids with plastic swords going, I have the power! Cute. And he said that's actually what he's most known for in Britain. Um, I'm trying to think. The party atmosphere was kind of, I don't want to say dull time around, but it, it, it definitely wasn't what it usually is for Monster Man Standard. It's probably muted. I'd use the word muted, right? Huh? Muted. I would use the word. Yeah. Yeah, muted. That would be a good word to describe it. Um, This time around, not many celebrities were hanging out, of course, and um, most people seemed to either flock to the events like the costume contest, or Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is where I ended up for two hours. Uh, of course, I love Rocky. I will use any excuse to watch it. I'll put it on that setting. Um, the costumes, of course, were extraordinary. Is that Paul? I said it's Alex Rutherford you're hearing. 
Alex is here. Yeah. Like I said, whether it was a hockey game with Pittsburgh and Capitals, you know they're both here. So uh, uh, he, he's hanging out tonight. Um, just keep hearing talking in the background. Yeah, I know. It's going to be all over my airways, Mr. People on the Port smoking cigarettes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have no pace here tonight. No good sound, and everyone's making noise. It's like, great. All right. Well, you know, the show must go fucking on. So, long. So, keep carry on, Aaron. I I will go yell at them. I was really disappointed I didn't get to make more of the panel. I I really wanted to see um, Phil, whose name I can never remember. Uh, He was Willow's best friend. Anyway, um, you know, Liz told me that he was a fantastic speaker at Texas, and I really was looking forward to that, but I didn't get a chance to. Aww. Um, yeah. And that would be no, that, that would be Phil Fondacaro, who who was the hey. star of of Willow and Trolls, which is one of my favorite Charlie Brown movies. So I like him to that. Exactly. But and really I didn't get a chance to go. That was when I was sick. <laughs> but um, I, I I think the worst choice they had was not having a, a craft panel because that was the biggest draw oh, and there was no panel for it. Well, I mean, Bruce didn't even panel. show up for the photo op until, like, the last of the night. Like, they had to delay it, like, until, like, 10 p.m. Well, huh. I know the reason why, though. That's because apparently she has a fear of flying, and her husband was driving her cross country. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. So, so they had to go by traffic standards, and that's why they were late arriving on Friday. Well, but at least they made it, and I saw photo ops, so clearly Other people than got that, their photo ops. Uh, <laughs> no fire marshals closing shit down this year. Exactly. That's good. And then, of course, they exactly. go at the at the end of this and announce for New Jersey in so March. And they, sister, they put a cap. They put a cap on tickets so that they were not oversold. And, uh, and they actually sold out. So I, it was a sold out show on Saturday and, and everything ran really great. Um, they have a new when you enter, um, so they're actually scannable. They scan you. The band, I guess, has some kind of electronic something or other on it. But, but uh, yeah, they scan you when you go in every single time now. Huh. You have to have a pass or to be in the lobby. After hour. So I'm really um, hoping that the August show will be as good as last August show was. Well, I mean, what, what was I, I can't find it right now because they just announced who did they announce again? Nick Frost was one of them today. Nick Frost and Robert England are the first. Robert England, that's right. I'm still yet to be at a at a, at a convention with Robert England, so. 
I, that would be a bucket list That's item. I, hmm? So I, I, he was in Maryland last year, and I ended up not going for various reasons. So, but um, you know, Bruce Campbell is already announced for the Maryland show, which is pretty good. And Virginia Madsen, who right. I adore. So that's pretty awesome. Well, uh, go ahead. Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen together. Um, so I'm hoping that if they got uh, Nick Frost, which my sister all week long kept saying, we're not going to. Imagine having her face and saying, she keeps saying, then announce someone you cannot resist. And she messaged me today. She found out before I about Nick Frost, and she went, well, fuck. <laughs> I know. If, if, they so announce Simon Pegg, if they announce Simon Pegg, not only would I buy my tickets tomorrow, I would book my room, and I would also buy the VIP pass. Because... <laughs> You know, I, 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 you know, Nick Frost exactly. is, is big enough, but uh, Simon Pegg, you know, like I said, if, if he proposed to me, all bets are off. I would dump my husband, I would sell my house, and even disown my kid. I had to. He wouldn't make me do that, though, because he's a good guy. <laughs> you ma- I like you how this Simon is all Pegg. planned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. My, my, uh, there's only two people in the world that I have this plan for that way. They both happen to be geeks, which is funny. The other one is John Linnell from They Might Be Giants, if you ever watched his wife. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, all bets are off if that happens. But anyway, so cool. Um, and uh, you said, so shenanigans are muted, but the show itself ran like a top. And I heard I heard good things about the new parking lot situation uh, with the shuttle services. It seems to be oh, working okay. Yeah, that was really good. And we mostly found parking spots most the time anyway so it didn't matter cool and I'm, so I'm glad they're doing better pretty sure that because the shuttle service hello i'm here everyone's day i'm here <laughs> hello this is a very tall segment ladies and gentlemen uh <laughs> We got to get Anne-Marie's phone fixed. That's another story entirely. So, any thumbs up? Well, like, no, I mean, pretty much that's all. Um, I I had paused because I thought I had, you heard you talking. But <laughs> no, no. I, 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 go ahead. No, that's all right. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. Um, Monster Mania was fun for the most part for me the only reason it wasn't as fun it was because I just happened to have a fibro flare up that weekend and oh. it sucked that's alright you're a fibro sister you can be fibro uh, twins yep. together but Monster Mania New Jer- Cherry Hill New Jersey was my boy Jane Harris's favorite show on the planet and after he died it just suddenly started falling apart and I was like oh my goodness Like, and I'm so glad that it's, it's working its way back to where it was because it would be a shame to lose that show. Uh, and James would have been very sad to see it just like implode like it yeah. did last year. So, uh, you know, so we're glad, you know, because we are, I, I do believe we are in peak convention. Like, I think that conventions are about to level off and we're going to lose a bunch of them really soon. 
Um, but it'll settle down to a few key ones, and, and Cherry Hill and Monster Mania probably would be one of them. So let's hope so. You know, Monster Mania, Horror yeah. Hounds. Um, yeah. Days of the Days of the. Mad I don't know. Days of the Dead is having some major upheaval, so I would love it to continue. Uh, you know, it's still one of my favorite shows on the planet, but they they've been having trouble with some inter- internal turmoil themselves. So uh, let's keep some positive thoughts towards them. So. I believe in them. I do. I do. I've been going to for a lot of reasons. Uh, but, you know, like I said, everything has a reason. I mean, I, I've got a lot of delays. And, and now, you know, and, and it turns out that, I, oh, I, I didn't tell you guys this. Well, I did, but not officially. Um, and I got to tell Queenie still that I am, it looks like I am now 95% sure I'm going to uh, – Crypticon Seattle at the beginning of May for the show. So I, I will be there and I'm staying with Michelle Mask of all people. We're, we're actually sharing a room. Uh, so, uh, so that's cool. Party. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, it's the lineup's pretty decent and uh, it'll, I, I like to do one show that's not like a horror convention that's not nearby. The problem I'm having with as much as I love Monster Mania and Mad Monster Party and Days of the Dead, they're all these good shows, and a lot of the vendors overlap. And even even Texas Frightmares that happened, right? Um, but <laughs> because of course I knew everybody at all the Severn tables and Vinegar Syndrome and all them guys, right? All the vendors, I knew who they were. Um, but um, you know, I I'd like to I like to get a little variety in my vendors. It's really what it is. It's not about the guests, it's about the vendors. Okay. I like to see how everyone runs a different show, right? How the hotel runs, how the people run, and I get to meet people that I've been talking to for years. Too bad, Raven, you don't live in Portland anymore. I'd totally go see you. I know. I know. Okay. Um, but but Queenie's there. I haven't told Chris Gusta, but he's there. Um, um, you know, the feminine critique, I have Emily Entrevia on. Her partner, Christina Makepeace, actually moved to Seattle a couple of years ago. So I'm going to go see her um, while I'm out there. And also, I am talking, I'm going to talk to, I want to hopefully knock on wood, fingers crossed. Um, I want to see if I can get someone um, from uh, Scarecrow Video to do either a short interview or to call in on the show. So oh, video is, is one of the last vestiges of, of, of a media you can rent and buy um, in the country and, you know, independently yeah. owned and supposedly that's kick-ass coffee, but then again, Seattle, I wouldn't expect anything less than that. So, um, let's take a break, Sexy Witches. Thank you, by the way, Erin Marie. As rough as the sound has been, that was a good recap, and I'm glad you had a great time. Uh, so um, I think we're going to have to let you go in the break, uh, and uh, you will be back with us possibly on the next episode, Sexy Witches, will be Thursday the 28th, and we'll talk about that more later at the end of the show. So much love, Erin Marie. Say hi to your family for me. All right. Love you guys. Have fun. Uh, Oh, but everybody dropped. Everybody dropped. Did Raven drop too? I'm all alone. I'm all alone. Oh no, everyone's gone. I didn't drop Raven. Oh man. 
Well, I'm all alone, but let's take a quick break. We're going to um, play some song, and we'll be back at 10 o'clock for the second hour in a preview horror hound. Uh, Cincinnati, 2019. <laughs> Green anger and boredom We'll dance and sing till sundown 
Probably mess up pronouncing your first name. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
oh, Michelle on the show. Michelle joke. <laughs> and then I'll do my and, simple and, one to, to compensate. Okay. And, <laughs> nice. and at, equally important and not more so because you're going to get to meet this gentleman in person, my new co-host for Revoners. This is Stephen Wandling. So welcome, Michelle, to the show, Steve, because you know what? This is your hour. Uh, uh, you're both being I know. I'm oh, so oh, thrilled. Oh, oh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So nice, Hi, to nice to meet make you. your acquaintance. I know, nice to meet <laughs> you. I, I will be hopefully uh, running into you at Horror Hound. Yeah, uh, if you can nail me down in one place. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I'm guessing you'll be quite busy. Everyone's yeah, busy. I, do the, uh, I can tell you that I will be at the live screen screening, and I can tell you that uh, they put me on the Indie Filmmaker panel at 1 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> so those are the two places I know I'll be. Excellent, excellent. Two, two definite spottings. Great. Yeah. So, Michelle, not only is this um, his first press pass uh, for a horror convention, this is his first horror convention. So, well, you know, it, it almost is mine, too. Um, I did I did a day at Day of the Dead earlier in the year, but, but that is it. I, I really, I've done Dragon Con in, you know, South Carolina Con, or, um, San Diego Comic Con and stuff like that, but I've I've never been to anything as big as Horror Hound from a horror perspective either. So it'll be a new experience for me too. We can we can hide in the the bar together or something if we get overwhelmed. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah, I will definitely be overwhelmed. <laughs> it, it, well, but you know, what, and this is my advice to time, Steve, is that it really, especially since you're going as fast this time, um, it's Go and just be prepared. At, know what you want to do, but be flexible enough to drop stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes mm-hmm. the best moments happen in the hallway. <laughs> you know? right, so, right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I always have my plan of attack, and there's always a few things that you have to hit, but then I always have right. a couple flexible things. But I'm always busy. Like, on my first days of the dead, Bonnie, one of our correspondents, Literally, she'd go one direction, and I was going the other, and we just crossed paths literally for a moment. And we're like, hi, Bonnie. Hi, Liz. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Liz. That was it. We had 15 seconds in a bathroom once, and that was funny. Like, oh, Bonnie, we got 15 seconds. Let's talk. You know, so, you know, that, that, that's kind of how it works at horror conventions a little bit, especially your first time out. So, uh We'll talk about your adventures there, but let's talk about the show itself. So you guys are basically new to Whorehound. Uh, this is the first time that our show has been able to cover Nathan Hanneman's show, one of his shows. He also does Whorehound Indianapolis, which is a foothold for the horror industry. Um, so um, well, where should we start with guests? I guess we'll start with guests first, because everyone wants to know what the media celebrities are this year. And uh, which one of you wants to take it um, and talk about it first? Michelle, would you like to take it? Or Steve, would you like to take it? Oh, as far as like what oh. celebrities are going to be there and who I'm interested to yeah, see. Or who, yeah, who you're most interested in. To be honest, I'm really, I'm, I'm not going really for that. Um, I, I'm going to Raleigh Supercon, which is now called Galaxy Con, later in the year. And a lot of the people who are going to be at Horror Hound are actually going to be there, like John Cusick. 
Um, so I'm going to be a vendor at that convention, and I feel like if I'm going to run into anybody cool, it might be at that one. So, yeah, like this time I'm kind of just going to go, and, you know, if I run into somebody cool, if I see somebody who doesn't have much of a line and maybe I want to get their autograph or something, I, I might go up to them. Like that's that's kind of how I approach Day of the Dead. Like I saw Ted Raimi just sitting at his table with no line, and I was like, I should go talk to that guy. What? He sounds like I like I like Joxer from Xena, right? So Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. I think she'd be awesome as a moderator. 
So um, you know what I want her to do is be a guest on Riff Tracks because uh, she still hasn't been. It's crazy. Out of all the comedians that do stuff like this, they've all been on Riff Tracks, and it's Cassandra Peterson. Well, that's true. She, she so hasn't done Riff it. Tracks. Dude, I would go to the theaters and see that one, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know. Yeah. If they did a Rift Tracks live of that, oh, hell yeah, I would fly there. I wouldn't even do, like, yeah, the, the satellite studio. So, yeah, let's see. Other guests. What interesting guest well, that's not a horror guest, Steve, that stood out to me? And I've actually met these guys already, which I would meet them again because, like, they're cute and awesome. Um, two of the members of Broken Lizard. Um, are going oh, to be nice. there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They're doing a beer fest photo op, which is kind of funny. So, I got to see Broken Lizard live a few years back, nice. um, right in the same film. They were working on new material. So, it was a rough show, a stamp show, but it was kind of one of those rough ones where they're still working things out, but it was still awesome yeah. to see them. Uh, so I, I would, I bet you that panel is going to be funny. Oh my God. It's going to be so funny. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Those and guys of are course, really funny. I love super troopers. Oh, me too. I love that movie so much. Do you want to go to Mexico? <laughs> and any film that hires Linda Carter gets an extra star, half star for me. Just so you know. Yeah. Any for film. sure. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, let's see. Other guests. Let's got. And some of these actually overlap with what um, Aaron just did at Monster Mania. Kristen Ricci, Dev Campbell, and Meatloaf were all at Monster Mania on Fruza Balk, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, but, Can I, you know, oh, they're my all... gosh. Yeah. My heart skipped a beat when you said Nev Campbell because when yeah, I was same. a kid, I just had the biggest crush on yeah. like, Sydney Prescott. Like, oh, just, my when God. You were yeah. a kid. I'm not saying, and Michelle knows how this is. I'm not saying don't geek out, but you're press and you got to kind of control it. But I'm terrible. I'm not going to geek out. I'm <laughs> totally going to geek out. I'll be fine. Oh, yeah, be he's going to geek out. Something's going to get you, and you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know that a couple of times. I, I, I try not to. Uh, William Zaka does it to me. I don't know why I always geek out when William Zaka does it. What? All right, wow. Christopher Lloyd's to be there. Uh, Doug Jones, who I've yet to meet at a horror convention. And, uh, you know, he's a makeup artist, so, of course, I'm worship that. Uh, one half of Supernatural is there. Garrett Dillahunt, isn't that him? Isn't he Supernatural? I no, he's so. from Walking Dead. from Walking Dead. That's who he is. Uh, I always mm. get him confused. He's also in Deadwood. Oh, he's in the new Deadwood movie. So, um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, well, no, I, I'm sorry. Robert Patrick, Tom Wilson, uh, Bill McDermott, who is also at Monster Mania. Holy Shore. Holly Shore is going to be there. So it's kind of I'm interesting. It's not, <laughs> it's not just horror. There's a lot of other people there, like Billy Boyd. I mean, he's done some horror. He's done Cena Chucky. Oh, yeah, he's Billy, from Lord of the Rings, you know? right? Yeah, he is from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. He's also from one of my favorite um, films, Master and Commander, which I love that movie. So much, even with Rachel Crowe in it. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, I, I actually have an. I want to talk about the weirdest crush I've had in my life, and I think it's going to be me and my husband. Uh, John Carroll Lynch is going to be there. 
And I absolutely, he plays oh, Chris the Clown, and he's a character actor. But also, and nobody tells him this. And so if you have a chance, Steve, to tell him this, tell him he was fantastic in The Invitation. Because The Invitation is, is absolutely one of my favorite mainstream horror films in the last couple of years. And I really, really oh, think yeah. that people need to notice that film. So it's, it's I think he's the, film. the older guy in that, right? Yeah, he's the, he's the actual cult cult member. And he actually he's in does. Yeah. Well. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I've yeah. seen him. He's one of those guys that's been in everything. Yeah, no. He made a film last year, or the, I'm sorry, the year before. It came out not long after Twin Peaks because they're both ingrained in my mind with Harry Dean Stanton and uh, Lucky. Did anyone see that? He made that film, and uh, it's called Lucky, and it, it had Harry Dean Stanton, and it didn't even come out until after Harry Dean died. And it also huh. has David Lynch and Ron Livingston, and it had a very small release, uh, but it came out in the fall of 2017. It was excellent, and it was, it was John Carroll Lynch's uh, first directorial feature. Nice. Wait, uh, I didn't see that. I'm going to, well, though. Now I put it in the queue. And speaking of Twin Peaks, Steve, Carol uh, Strucken, who is the giant from Twin Peaks, he's going to be there. Uh, so, I, you know. I know. You know, I'm sure that you're, you're, you're... Steve, uh, Steve, tell, oh. tell Michelle who do you write for and your other job, and, and then she'll understand why the oh, David Lynch yeah. stuff keeps coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, tw- I write for a site 25 years later, Damn Fine TV and Cinema, which started out obviously is the Twin Peaks side when it started but by the time I came along um, we've expanded and we're, we're just trying to be a uh, film and TV site basically and cover a lot more but uh, there's still a lot of uh, just everything kind of has a Lynchian feel to it still you know but well, I'm in deep diving uh, season two of, of Twin Peaks for the rerun nerds for for Steve. So I've just now hit the, um, the 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 giant going. What I tell you will not be wrong. That's <laughs> what I'm at right now. I'm very early. True. Uh, so um, giant. I I actually a lot of people bitch about wrestlers at horror conventions, but I've never had an issue with it because I think wrestling and horror have a lot in common. There's overlap big time overlap. I mean, not just The Undertaker. There's a lot of other things, too. Um, so there's, and horror geeks love wrestling. I don't know why it is, but it seems to be a correlation there. Um, but Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts, who I loved Jake Snake Roberts when I was a kid, by the way, um, are both no. going to be there. Um, there's also going to be a, a so John exciting. Franklin and Courtney Gainsbury Children of the Corn Reunion. And yeah. I don't know where we can go on. I mean, those are the main people. There's, of course, a lot of vocals, and of course, my boy Joe Robinson, um, who is the artist. He's always uh, he's a he's an artist. He's a vendor. He's always at a lot of these, and he's going to be featured at this time as well. So go check it out. His art, it's beautiful. And I'm really fingers crossed. I'm trying. We, a bunch of us, Michelle, you should know this too, which we got to talk about this in a minute, actually too. Um, he's up. I, I've been trying to get him on the monster kit on the artist monster kid list for Rondos for years. I always write his name in on that category because he's been doing his thing for so long and he, he, he does covers for Blu-rays and all this other stuff. And I, I think he definitely deserves to be on the artist 
Monster Kids list for Rondos, which, by the way, congratulations, Michelle, for your Rondo nomination for Live Scream. <laughs> no one is more shocked than me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they found me or how because when you look at the other the other films that are nominated alongside me in that category, it's just like Cam, The Ranger, uh, all the creatures were stirring, you know, stuff that's on Shutter, and it's like, how did they find Live Scream? I don't understand. How did this happen? I do want to point out the four names you just mentioned were all directed by women, including yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess Cam was sort of co-directed by a woman, but it was written by one for sure, and it was a, a very great look at, at sort of an own voices um, look at sex work because yeah, it was very uh, clearly written by somebody who... I wanted to talk to you about that because it's kind of overlaps with live stream in the sense of that techno-horror subgenre that's starting to pop up. But this movie is actually a little bit closer to live scream in many, and not in story or what they're doing, but in, in, in spirit, I thought. Yeah, yeah, kind of about the parasocial relationship between, like, a, an online personality and their audience, and they did the chat really well in that, and I think it was a really good way to show that industry in sort of the mundane light um, with a lot of accuracy, and, and you could feel that, like, the person who wrote this movie knew what they were talking about, that they had been through this in real life, because it was just too on point, that there's stuff in there that they couldn't have just made up, you know? Um, uh, so, so, yeah, I, I, like, I like that Cam, a lot. Actually. Yeah, I like Cam a lot, too. I've been trying to get Erin Marie to watch it, and um, I have a, a, a niece that's a sex worker, and I've been trying to get her to watch it. I'm like, you need to watch this film and tell me what it's about, how close it is to but she hasn't got back to me. She's like, I'm too busy. I'm like, really? You need to see this movie. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, so, uh, you know, so Michelle, congratulations. Stiff competition, but that's okay. Just being nominated for a Rondo kicks friggin' ass. That means that, think of this, okay? You know who's on that council, right? <laughs> like, one of those no, people, Gilmore Gil- <laughs> Del Toro is on that council. Um, there's like really famous people on on the nominations board for the Rondo, like like old yeah, school industry I mean, insiders, and they somebody saw your movie. That means people are seeing your movie. That means you're gonna have more people see your movie, and that's what matters. So yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I'm just like woohoo! I uh, you know you, I told you I, I had a feeling you were gonna do well with live and I know I'm just a little podcasted person but I love that I, I knew it from the beginning that you know you're gonna and I, I also wanted to say real quick I saw your new trailer for the for Octopunk's follow-up you want to talk about that real quick too yeah sure just a, a quick uh pivot into that um so this is this crazy idea that I had to do a fan film as a uh, a next project for the video game Detroit Become Human. And honestly, one of the practical reasons for this is because Livestream is going to come out um, wide this summer with distribution. I can't talk about what it's going to be yet, but I can say that it will be this summer. Um, Yay! And I'll buy a I was kind of sure. like... <laughs> the um, things that I've kind of experienced is that on the festival circuit and, and with things like the Rondos, I've done a really good job, I guess, of um, meeting other horror fans and, and other filmmakers, but the audience that I've kind of been neglecting is the video game audience and, and gamers. And I think that 
these are people that I think would like live scream that I haven't really been able to connect with yet. So that was kind of, even though I really loved the idea of making a fan film and, you know, I've been in this fandom for nine months, so it was kind of an organic thing for me, I decided to actually go do it because I convinced myself it would be a marketing exercise and not just self-indulgent fun. Um, <laughs> that was how I sold it to myself. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that was that, 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 that was my uh, my I, I wrote my business plan to myself and 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 convinced myself to be an investor in this project. <laughs> so um, so I made it and um, I, it was a very quick development process. Um, it's going to be on my YouTube channel Octopunk Media for free on March 27th. A whole Excellent. 15 minute film. It's going to go straight to the people. Um, and people are losing their minds over it. I mean, I have gone from 400 Instagram followers to 3,000 Instagram followers in yeah. about three weeks. Congratulations, wow. Drew. Congrats. Oh, my God. You so, are so changing the show, working. Oh, man. Michelle's <laughs> going to take over the world, and she's going to punish everyone who can't say her last name. And it'll <laughs> 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 be awesome. Still be a benevolent dictatorship. We'll all love her in despair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, the fandom's been super supportive. I mean, I felt so, so much love and support from these people, and, and it's really been uplifting. And, and honestly, like, after being on the festival circuit for so long with live scream and, and kind of having this movie that I keep having people who want to see it, but I can't show them yet because it's just such a long cycle of being on the festival circuit, shopping it, getting a distribution, all this crap. Um, it's kind of nice to just go and have a film and be like, it comes out in two weeks. You know, everybody can watch it. Don't have to worry about monetization. Don't have to worry about the business side of it. Don't have to worry about, you know, the waiting and the wheeling and dealing, but be able to have a project, get interest and be able to, release it in a timely manner and get feedback on it really instantly so yeah it's it, I guess it is self-indulgent fun but you know what sometimes you need that to keep your batteries charged as a filmmaker <laughs> well it keeps it going it's going to cost you all your money so it's a good thing you know and I'm so excited for this distribution deal for live stream too. I mean it's Everything is doing. You're gonna have a really good year, Michelle. I hope. Um, I really do think so. I, I mean, so far it's been since October. You've been kind of kicking ass, taking names. Actually, even before that. I mean, right before March, we did our panel. What was it? Days of Dead Charlotte. The movie had not come out yet. It was gonna come out in two weeks, and then it did, and then it will, and then all of a sudden it just blew up on the festival circuit. You haven't really looked back. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because, like, I, I think things kind of got slow for a while. Um, you know, Nightmares was kind of the last big hurrah of the year. And uh, mm -hmm. so November through now has been kind of, like, gave me time to go make another, you know, short film and, and to, to work on other stuff. But um, but now with Horror Hound, we're kind of getting back into it, right? So we've got Horror Hound this yeah. weekend, Queen's World next weekend, Milwaukee right. Twisted Dreams in April. So And a Windy City Horrorama. This is actually the first time I've announced this publicly. I got accepted to Windy City Horrorama. And they're, Congratulations. Um, they're doing... Congratulations. Yes, yeah, so if you're in Chicago, that'll be the Chicago premiere. Um, so cool. they're, they're doing something interesting with it to where they're they're screening it it's an official selection of the festival, but they're screening it on like a preview night on April 3rd. 
but the festival sure. itself isn't until the end of the month, I think. So they're they're doing yeah. it like a standalone screening as to sort of lure people into the festival and, and drum up hype for the festival. Um, and yeah, so that's it's cool. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be in Chicago until April 10th, a week later for Star Wars Celebration because I'm working that convention. But um, I, I will miss that screening. But I uh, I hope that I can at least run into the festival directors at some point when I go to Chicago. Oh, um, I actually need someone to call in and preview that show for like a 10-minute preview. Would you be willing to call in for Star Wars? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I will uh, probably I, get my. Go ahead. I'll probably get my assignment in the next couple of weeks, so I'll know what where they'll put me. Um, I, I I don't know a whole lot about what's going on because I'm going to be just stuck somewhere, not being able to see the convention. Uh, but yeah, I could chat about it a little. Cool, excellent. Because um, um, that weekend's big because not only is it it's Chattanooga also. Uh, and it's quarter sense in New Orleans. Yeah. And so I'm covering Emerald Beach. already <laughs> I'm covering yeah, I'm covering Quarterfest probably, uh, for the show. And I always have someone call in from Chattanooga. Last year it was Lynn Hansen, which I know you know. Uh and mm-hmm. uh she she went to everything that I would have seen. <laughs> so that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, including the ranger um and so uh it would be great to have someone preview the star wars too so uh you know because we love star wars celebration around here um and, you know I, i'm getting ready to rev up for san diego comic con 50 this year i've got the full boat i'm going for preview night all the way through i wasn't expecting i actually wasn't even thinking about going this year and then like i got all five days and i'm like shit okay Right. <laughs> so you have no choice when that happens. So oh, yeah. um but it's also the last year my daughter can go for free. So I'm taking her with me. Oh yeah. So yeah, she turns ten in October, so this is it. So I'm gonna take her. Uh, <laughs> so. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. So um now uh let's go Michelle, I'm gonna continue with you a little bit here, um, because I'm sure that Steve is listening intently. Uh, can you talk about the festival film lineup? I, uh, I know you know some of the movies on there. Can you talk? And not just yours, but I know like Scott Shermer has his film. You guys play at the same festivals, which is awesome because I know both of you guys. <laughs> but um, is there any other films and stuff that we should look for or see to look for on the lineup that you recognize? Yeah, um, there were a lot of features that I recognized, um, particularly from Nightmares. I think they pulled five features from Nightmares, or five or six. Um, there was mine, there was The Final Interview, and uh, The Bad Man by Fred Vogel, Bad, Bad Man by Scott Shermer, both of which I didn't get to see at Nightmares, so hopefully I'll have a chance to check both of them out at um, at Horrorhound this weekend, although I think the final interview was once again and, uh, scheduled against live stream or something. <laughs> it's what always been scheduled. I, will, I, 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 I really appreciate that uh, Badman for it is. Scott Shermer likes to go places that most of us don't even go like so. Um, and uh, I appreciated it on that level, but it's not the easiest film to get through.
with a smile on her face and always like the coolest person. So shout out to Ellie Church because she's she'll do anything for the cause. <laughs> That's great. So you know she can um, just cover her in crap and she'll she'll go for it. Give a Shakespearean performance. So um, all right. So what else we yeah, got? All, we got also, all sorts of. Uh, yeah, there's one must fall. I, I definitely want to shout out that one because that's having its world premiere. Um, and Antonio has been so sweet. He, he like messaged me um, a couple months ago and he just said, I heard you on, uh, I think it was JK's podcast that he heard me on. And he was like, I, I, I'm so excited about live scream. I want to see it so bad. You know, I missed it at Louisville Supercon and that's where I live. And, you know, I, I, I I'm going to be at horror hound with my world premiere and, you know, maybe I'll see you there. And I, I didn't know that I had been accepted at horror hound at that point, but um, Audrey at, at night, had said that she liked the film and stuff, and so I was kind of like, maybe I'll, maybe I have a shot. <laughs> um, but but I told him that, and, and he was just, he was so so nice, and um, I was so excited for him. And and then I watched this trailer, and I was like, oh my god, this movie looks intense and amazing and beautiful, and like, who is this guy? Like, this film looks awesome. And uh, and yeah, like it seems like there's no nicer person to 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 support so go see Antonio's One Must Fall premiere because I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing like even if you just watch the trailer I mean it's the trailer yeah, the itself trailer, is a masterpiece was, it's intense yeah I sat and watched <laughs> all the trailers like yeah uh, just day before yesterday and the, you're, you're right nice. that, that trailer looks very intense yeah so I will definitely go see that Um, and uh, let's see we have a panel schedule, right? I'm looking for the panel schedule. I had it. I lost it. Um, I, I will say, Cassandra Peterson is panelling. The, um, the uh, Broken Lizards panelling. Uh, I don't I had the list. It disappeared on me. All right. So, anything else we should talk about about Horrorhound? We haven't talked about vendors yet. Who's all other than Joel? We know Joel Robinson is going to be there. Um, what else do we have? Any, Atomic Cotton. Who's my fav one of my favorites. Um yeah. and uh, horror show Jack, who just did uh Aaron Marie at Monster Mania and he actually wants to be a correspondence for us on shows that we can't make it to. So I might just take Horror cool. Show Jack on his offer on that. So um we'll shout out to you gotta meet him, Steve. He's the guy that makes the things. And he's the That's best. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, I I've never defenders. seen anyone do as well as him. I mean, he's really good. Uh, that's awesome. I will definitely, I will definitely seek him out. Um, we also have Fright Rags, which a lot of people love Fright Rags. I, I honestly love Fright Rags. Printing is local to me, so I always give a lo- you know, love to my boys there. Um, uh, Scott yeah. Spillman's going to be there. I'm trying to see. Uh, there's going to be a, a Synapse Films, of course, is going to be there. Uh, Trauma is going to be there. Vinegar Syndrome. Make sure you say hi to my boys. I don't know if it's going to be Brandon or James at the table, but either one, big friends. They're awesome. Uh, so uh, I would highly recommend going to there. They, they, they do weird stuff. So uh, Terror Threads is yeah, going to be Vinegar there. Severn Films is the best one outside of Vinegar Syndrome to get video nasty titles. So go to Severance right. Table. Um, I actually like what they did at Texas Frightmares. And I, I, I've mentioned this before because at first we weren't sure it was going to work. But Texas Frightmares set up all the 
DVD uh, boutique label vending tables, and it's set in a middle section on its own. Like, you walk in, and, and all of them are overlapping each other. And at first, we're like, is this going to cause competition issues? No, it didn't. Because, of course, everyone knows each other. All the tables know each other because they do all the same events, right? And they were able to, like, right. oh, do you have this? Oh, do you have this? Because I got it. And, and it, they ended up all, like, helping each other out and making more money. I bought that show. So, you know, so I I, I love the boutique label guys. I always like shout out to them. Matter of fact, I want to go up to Vinegar Syndrome has its own, uh, it's called the Archive, which is part of Archive Next on Sexy Witches. You know, Archive, I want to drive up there in Connecticut and go to their their retail store in this environment, but they did. (laughs) Balls, man. Super balls. Like, you know, hey, you know us women in horror have super balls, but that's really balls in the open wheel tail <laughs> shop the age of the millennial. <laughs> so, uh, anything else, Michelle, we should know about the show that you, that you're like, you know, behind the scenes, uh, any indie directors besides the one you just mentioned that you are working with and, and where can they find you at the festival? Um, well, I know that I'm going to be at the Indie Filmmaker panel at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Um, and that's going to be a panel of like 12 directors, right. I think. It's a lot of people. Um, and then uh, live stream is screening at 5 p.m. on Saturday, and that has a Q&A afterwards, so I'll definitely be there. Um, other, and then I think they're doing like a table, signing table after every film screening. So there's going to be like, if you missed the live stream screening or if you've already seen it and you just want to come say hi. Um, I will be at the little final merch table outside the screening room uh, probably around 6.30. So that will be another place that I will be. I will be at the award ceremony at 7 p.m. <laughs> and otherwise, I'm just going to be floating around. You know, you, you can find me when you find me. I, you can follow right, my right. Twitter at Lady Swano, and I will probably be giving updates where I am. So that's a good way to get in touch okay, with me. Okay, great. That that's okay. the best way. And I'm I will be seeing I will be seeing live screen for sure. So I will be in attendance at your screening. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking so, forward to it. So Steve, um and Michelle, do we have any pro tips for Steve about queuing or going to get autographs we should share with him since he's such a green, green press person? I know. <laughs> I can say bring hand sanitizer. Don't get the con crud. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and I'm, I'm actually worried. I, I don't want to get the con cred because I, well, I got too got much stuff to do. Well, you've several in a row, man. You're just going to be a con cr- a one big like contagion ball if you don't watch out. <laughs> well, luckily I don't I have anywhere to actually be till Star Wars Celebration, but that is like three weeks away, and yeah, yeah I definitely can't afford to get sick there. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> so so definitely bring hand sanitizer. You know, try to. I would actually say if if you are prone to sinus issues at all. Every time I travel, I, I always, like, take a, take a Sudafed just, like, in the morning because everywhere, every time I go to, like, a new state, my sinuses decide to just be like, I don't like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I know how exactly. Yeah. That's same here. Uh, when, um, when it comes yes. – go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead. As, as far as queuing and stuff goes, um, just prepare to be in line um, and, and, and don't, don't make it – 
you know, life hard on the volunteers. I, I've been a volunteer at so many conventions, including, you know, Star Wars Celebration. And I used to have to do line duty and stuff. And people are just like, I don't want to stand in this line. And I'm like, there are 100,000 people here. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> it's like, you need to honey, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you are a Star Wars fan. There is nothing Star Wars fans do better than knowing how to stand in line. So uh, that's right. <laughs> it's Hop all two. about the queuing, uh, but queuing matters. Queuing completely matters. Line management yeah. and, and bathrooms, I think, are the single most important things about horror convention, any convention for that matter. Knowing mm-hmm. where the bathrooms are and knowing and dealing with your queuing, and you know. There are times where I have not gone into a celebrity line because I know they've been long and, and chose to do something else. Like, you know, even though I really wanted to see them, I like, I, I just, and it ended up being the best moments, like going to see a film I wasn't expecting to catch. Um, I, right. I met Christopher Moore that way, who's a, a oh, yeah. filmmaker. Um, oh, yeah. And it, yeah. So that was cool. And I also saw Bobby Easley's uh, stop animation uh, soldier movie, Dog's Day, uh, with, with Kane Hodder. I, w- I, I, my panel was late. I was supposed to attend for a press and it didn't happen. So I gave up and walked into that and ended up in a stop animation movie. So, you know, like that hurt my feelings on that. Right. Uh, so, um, so that's always good. And I always recommend, and I recommended to this earlier, uh, even if you're not a smoker, occasionally go to the smoker area and hang out and talk to people. You will have some of the best encounters in the smoking area. Erin Marie would vouch for that. I mean, she almost hooked up with, uh, what's, his, what's his name, B- uh, Booker from uh, 21 Jump Street. Like, like got that close. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the story yeah. I want to hear. Oh, yeah, you should talk to her about it. You should have seen her. We saw him walk, and then we saw her following, and we're like, oh, my God, <laughs> so it was funny. Also, um, this is a smaller convention, so you're going to be getting ready. There's going to be cosplay everywhere, and you'll be able to catch it pretty easily. But don't just discount, not just the cosplay. The thing I love about horror conventions, and any convention for that matter, especially comic book conventions like San Diego and Awesome Con, convention t-shirts. I know you like Atomic Cotton and stuff, but, like, Read people's T-shirts. Everyone has the best yeah. shirts on. They are they're a gaming everything. You know, I always like I always read everybody's shirts. I mean, it, it, it's so much fun to do that, and that's a great thing to do while you're in queue. And don't be afraid to randomly talk to strangers in queue. You're all there for a purpose. You're all there have like-minded individuals. You all love horror, uh, so you already have that's something true. to talk about. So just randomly start, you know, someone met you here over here, someone say something that either, you know, the answer to, or you agree with completely randomly join the conversation. Most times people are really receptive to it. Just don't touch them because they don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) No touching. Cosplay is not consent. Yeah, but but, but seriously, yeah, but seriously, talk, talk to your fellow attendees don't be afraid to talk to your random i've made a lot of friends just bumping into people in rhine uh you know people have long-term friendships michelle was one of those people i met her on a panel and we've been bumping into each other what ever since (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much yeah and and i agree i mean i i've I made some kind of lifelong friends at uh, Dragon Con a, a few last time I went, which I guess was 
2013, I was on this so Dragon Con's in Atlanta, and we drove in from Charleston, and we were sitting behind um, this this guy and his like three sons on the bus that you know our hotel bus that was taking us to downtown Atlanta, and uh, we just sort of like started talking, and he turns around, he's like, "Did you guys say you're from Goose Creek, South Carolina?" And it's like Goose Creek's a suburb of Charleston. And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's where I'm from," <laughs> and his name was Lyndon Oppen. And we told him about this convention that we run in Charleston called Atomicon, and he became an eternal member of the convention, and he has come every year, and I've seen him usually twice a year, usually at Atacon Carolinas. And, yeah, all because he turned around on the bus at Dragon Con and was like, are we from the same place? Similar story. I'm on the shuttle, and I accidentally took the wrong shuttle. I'm in the wrong place. And they pick up this mom and her daughter. And the daughter's in her 20s, but she turns out she has a blog and she has a, you know, toy, toy line and everything. Turns out she lives literally three blocks from where I grew up <laughs> in California. And it just, like, blows my mind. That's By the insane. way, she almost made it on The Voice this year. So, congrats. She got close, didn't do it, but, you know, give her a shout-out for getting that close to The Voice. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, you know it, it's amazing. Like three blocks, literally. I we actually got it down to where I probably knew her sister or, or knew her relatives that lived in that same spot when I was a kid, something like that. You know, we 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 we, we it was just weird. Three people, you know the world. It's kind of how it works. So that was Disca yeah. Alba. Shout yeah. out to Disca Alba. Um, so yeah, I've actually Texas Frightmares within five minutes. Someone I've known uh, I've known for a couple of years now comes walking right down the stairs. Hi, Mike. He's from this area. <laughs> it like, it, 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 it's really like that at conventions. You'll you'll be really surprised who you'll bump into and you'll know. And there's quite a few people I surprisingly know that are going to be at Cincinnati. And uh, so including yeah. Michelle. So again, Michelle. Um, and Emily Intravia of the Feminine Critique was my favorite single podcast review, movie review podcast on the web right now. Michelle, if you've never listened to Christina and Emily on the Feminine Critique, start listening to her podcast. They're hysterical. They're great. Um, they're my favorite, like, like basic review show. You know, they do two films, an episode, that kind of thing. So good. So good. <laughs> they're just wonderful. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I love yeah, so uh, so there she's gonna be there. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of like you know regular uh, regular congoers. Jamie Green, who works with Stacy Pippi in the Interia Film Festival, um, is gonna be there. Uh, you know, so uh, it, it, you know, there, there's quite a few people to hook up with, and uh, just but just have fun. I'm jealous. If I could have gone with you, I would be using one of these passes alongside you and Rachel. Uh, but Alas, oh, personal I'm going to be in Spain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a shame. What a shame. I know. I, That's so... I, I didn't tell you this. I get to go to the Fallis Festival in uh, Valencia for two days, which is a combination of Mardi Gras and uh, Burning Man. And they build these beautiful, beautiful statues of papier-mâché, and then they light them all on fire at the end of the festival. It's gonna be awesome. That's amazing. I'm yeah, no, I, I can't wait. And then the rest of it is gonna be in Barcelona. So I'm going to go. I'm gouding, gouding, gouding up. Is that even a verb? I don't know. You can't say dollying <laughs> up. So you know, 
Anyway, <laughs> but I am going all gouty, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so I can't go, but uh, I, Steve, I'm so psyched that I could help you with this. And, and you, know, uh, you, you decide what and to I do with the you. other two passes. That's up to you. But that, 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 once again, thank you, Nathan, for being so open. I've had a, I've been a Facebook friends with Nathan Hanneman for years. We've always been cordial to each other, but I've never, been able to cover his shows for various reasons and and so it just kind of all fell into place kind of amazing that it worked out so thank you both so much all right so final order of business michelle uh, this is our final order of business tonight it's not directly related to the convention but it is because one of the major things at the um horror house cincinnati panel are the children of the corn and the pet cemetery uh, prefer, uh, are being represented at Whorehound. And of course, with the new remake coming out, uh, Pet Cemetery, it's kind of timely. Uh, they've been making their rounds. But I had a, um, on Repo Nerds, which is our review show, I always watch, we, we call each other out on things we've never seen. Before we get too crazy about what, what I'm going to do for Repo Nerds next episode, Michelle, do you have a, a movie that you've always wanted to see but never got an in that people would be embarrassed for you that you haven't seen yet? Oh, my God. There's there's more of those than movies that I have seen in the horror community. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say generally, though, like non-horror, the one it that people It doesn't have to be horror. Just, like, it can lose. be any film, any <laughs> geek movie because we we, we gotcha. started with Pedro Almodovar and my, Mads Milkinson first two episodes so yeah, um, the, yeah the, the one that people that, that comes to mind that, that really surprises people is that I've never really seen The Matrix um, oh. and the reason that is is because oh. I'm 27 so I was 8 when it came out um, okay <laughs> it was Time to a little that was 14 <laughs> It was a little mature for my age. My parents did not let me see it. And then, of course, you know, by the time I was kind of old enough to see it, so many things had copied it and kind of ripped it off. And some of it was kind of dated that I kind of never felt compelled to go revisit it. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of one that shocked people. Fun, 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 fun movie. When I went to see it in the theaters, because I saw that, Venom came out the same year, right? Walked into the, walked into that theater and had a completely different reaction than I did to Phantom Menace. I walked out of that theater going game changer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't feel that way about the Star Wars movie, and I was like, Star Wars movie, Phantom Menace, eh, okay, pretty, okay, game changer. <laughs> you know, Matrix is a game changer. It changed everything, and yeah. I also I still love Keanu Reeves. I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, my he will always be a, a torch for him a little bit for me, and he's aging like a fine wine. I actually think he looks. I cannot believe now. he's fifty-four. Fifty-four. <laughs> Did you see him in Neon Demon? Oh my God, he was so gorgeous yeah. in that movie. Like, yeah. the, well, the cinematography made everyone look gorgeous. I should say in that film, but yeah. you know, <laughs> he looked. I love I was like, Wow, I know you do. It, you're like that, like Lynch and Jordanowski. And I know what kind of films yep. you like, Steve. You like those weird surrealist yeah. stuff, but I like it too, but not as yes, much as you. I, Lynch and I have rock relationship, as you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, uh, that's but, true. But 
so yeah, so repo that's our that's our concept for repo nerds is that we watch something that we're embarrassed or we haven't seen or we should have seen. Um and and so I had to admit to Steve recently that I've never seen Children of the Corn and I have only seen the last forty five minutes of Pet Cemetery. I have never actually sat through Pet Cemetery from beginning to end and I've never seen the sequel with Eddie Furlong. I feel like oh I don't God. even know you right now. <laughs> I know, I just criminal. I just feel so like I just was stabbed in the chest. Oh. Oh. Shame. Eddie so Furlong sad. is so cool. Shame. Oh, oh my gosh. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Well, you know, don't feel bad. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> don't feel bad because it's about the same for me. I've never seen Children in the Corn, and I think I've only seen the first thirty minutes of Pet Cemetery. So we're we're same energy. <laughs> I, I saw uh, 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 one of the massive amounts of sequels of Children of the Corn, and I've read the short story, of course. Never actually read Pet Cemetery the book, though. I have it literally in my uh, end table drawer right now. I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think I'm going to take it with me to so read, it, read it on the plane. That, yeah. That's my intention. Yeah, I reread it. I'm also going to read Lily. We're going to read together Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase, which comes out. Nice. Um, oh. And I believe horror director Kate Shaw is actually the director mm-hmm. on that. And Kate Shaw, by the way, is a madness theme hint. <clears throat> we won't talk about that right now, but she is. Oh yes, she is. So I, uh, you know, uh, so so I so I've got books to read. So Nancy and the Spiral Terror. I'm actually really excited for the Nancy Drew movie. I know I'm such a cheese ball, but uh, you know. So I will watch. But getting back to it, Steve, I will watch Children of the Corn, and I will watch Pet Cemetery for a big Stephen King yeah. repo nerd blowout. Our next show yes. will be on the 28th, which is a Thursday. That's why it's going to be a Repo Nerds, but it's actually going to be a Repo Nerds Sexy Witch Extravaganza. Ooh, so, what? so you're going to, yeah, Mine. I know. It's gonna be, oh, my God. It's going to be big because you're going to recap, you're going to recap um, Whorehound. So, and oh, yeah. I'm going to recap my Barcelona trip. And then we're going to also talk about, and then you're going to pull my geek card, and I'm going to review uh, Pet Cemetery and Children of the Corn as a back-to-back Stephen King, oh, which nice. is also a madness theme hit. Ooh, Stephen oh, King. God. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. wrong, man. I'm wrong. I immediately wrong. said, well, it must be serial killers. When you dropped the first hint earlier, I said, well, it must be serial killers. Oh, no, you are definitely wrong. So, By the way, Mick, oh, Mick Garris oh. was a, when I mentioned Mick Garris earlier, that was a massive I didn't see that. Huh? I didn't see that one. I just saw the Charlie Says hint. No, no, no. I mentioned him earlier on the show, this show. I mentioned Mick oh. Garris. Yeah, so Mick He's also a massive theme hit. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in May. Raven and I have got some plotting to do on that. So, uh, well, Michelle, I'm going to let you free back to your indie film fun world that you have right now and and have a break leg at the show this weekend. More Horror Hound is as good as they get when it comes to our horror conventions. 
I couldn't be more excited. And uh, yeah, like she said, it was it was really great talking to you. I do hope I run into you at the at the festival, but um, if I don't, I'm sure that uh, seems to. Uh, you know, your success just keeps going here. So I'm really excited to see your movie. And uh, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed about the whole thing. So I, I'm just, I'm happy to be there. I'll just be soaking everything in like a sponge. I'll be the guy that looks like a sponge if you see me. <laughs> it's best to go with no agenda. Like she was saying earlier, it's just sort of go float, you know, go. If, if there's something you want to do and there's this line out the door, you know, go to another room and just sit in and see, you know, I, I, I ended up on a panel at South Carolina or I keep saying South Carolina, San Diego Comic Con. We wandered into this room and Doug Jones turned out to be on the panel. And it was for this film that like Doug Jones and Chris Pine and William Shatter, all these other people were in and they called Chris Pine on the panel and put him up to the mic and he said hi and stuff just because we went into this room and sat down. So wow. yeah, you never know what can happen in a con. You never know. Awesome. Uh, I oh, had no. my first okay. encounter That's with crazy. Adam Green during the Daryl Lynn Bozeman panel. Daryl oh, Lynn wow. said Adam Green owed him money, and I tweeted that, and that was the first time Adam Green and I talked. So, I mean, it, you know, you never – horror conventions – you never know what's going to happen and that's part of the fun and just enjoy it. But like I said, do have a plan of attack, but be willing to throw it out the window if you need to, just like any good battle plan. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so thank you again, Michelle. I'm going to let you go for the night because it's time. To, but can you tell the, my listeners once again, where they can find you and go ahead and repeat your dates of the next few live screen screenings. Gotcha. I'll start with the live screen screenings because that's off the top of my head. So we're going to be at Horror Hound Cincinnati this weekend, this Saturday at 5 p.m. And I believe the main screening room, I think they're calling it like the IFC screening room, which, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> and next sure. weekend we're going to be <laughs> next weekend on, or next Friday uh, we'll be in Queens, uh, New York. I personally will not be there, but the film will be there having its New York premiere at the Queens World Film Festival. Um, on April 5th, no, April 4th, it'll be opening the Milwaukee Twisted Dreams Festival on a Thursday at 7 for that fest. It's the first uh, movie of that festival. And then on April 3rd, uh, Time TBD, uh, it'll have its Chicago premiere at Windy City Horrorama, and that'll be like a one-off screening. And also... Um, on March 28th, we're going to have a screening here in Charleston at the Regal Azalea Somerville, but we are trying to get enough tickets through a theatrical on-demand service called Gather. So if you happen to be local to Charleston, uh, check out the Livestream Facebook page, and there's more information on that, how you can buy a ticket and go see it in an actual movie theater. So that's cool. Um, if you want to find me, I'm Octopunk Media pretty much everywhere. That's my website, my Instagram, my Facebook. Uh, my Twitter is Lady Tuano, and I will probably be tweeting a lot from Horror Hound. And um, so if you want to follow my adventures at Horror Hound, it's Lady Tuano, and that's T-U-O-N-O. I'm going to think I'm going to call all you right. Michelle Lady Tuano from now on, if that's all right. We <laughs> have your permission. <laughs> well, there was, I was on this, uh, this networking event thing um, with this music company this past weekend, and apparently they were talking about me on their radio show, and they started calling me Mimi. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'll go with Mimi? it. <laughs> Mimi? Mimi? Mimi. 
Michelle Mimi or Mimi Michelle. Hey, you can do all sorts of stuff with that. It's awesome. So thank you again, Michelle. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on, and I can't wait to see the new fan film. Uh, and and Steve, thank you for being on the show again, and I'm so excited that I can pass these passes on to you. Have a great time this weekend. Same with Rachel. Give her thank my love. You. And, and Raven, always a pleasure, and uh, we will probably have some things for you to cover in the near future, I am sure. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, as always. All right, Steve, quick, give them your info. Where can they find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, you can find me uh, on, gosh, I don't know, on, oh, yeah, on Twitter. At, 25 uh, years Wombling. later. Oh, yeah, twenty five years later. That's right. That's where that's what I write for. I was trying to think of that. That's <laughs> you, it. you can find me there. I yeah, sorry, you put me on the spot there. I'm not used to plugging. Uh you can find me at twenty five years later at Dan Fine T V and Cinema. Got an article dropping uh Friday actually I'm excited about. And uh, other than that you can find me on here and on Repo Nerds. Excellent. And, you and know that. Raven, where can they find you on the interwebs? Oh, you can find me crawling around on Twitter under at Raven Looney, and that's R A V Y N because I'm quirky AF. <laughs> and and don't forget, she is also our our main winning judge on the Matt Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness Contest, or AKA the Madness. That's right. So if you wanna join that group or become a judge, Raven, she'll tell you all about it. She's won. The team award three years in a row now. So uh, mm-hmm. you know what she's That's going. insane. Yeah. yeah. Look <laughs> out, bitches. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. All right. So we're out of here. Shit. And, of course, thank you again, Erin Marie, for the first hour. Uh, and uh, we'll all be back on the 28th. And Erin Kogan, my L.A. correspondent, will also join us as a preview of WonderCon as well, um, where he's going right. to be. So we're going to be very busy on our next episode. And that'll be a joint episode of our Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches and the Repo Nerds. And so we're out of here, and we'll see you on Thursday the 28th. Hopefully I'll be alive, but full of tapas. Much love, good film hunting, um, and let's right. be.